Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond, post-game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you guys know of any Raptors, Ottawa's podcast, please let me know. Some people have asked, uh, Bryce, is there another Ottawa (laughs) Raptors podcast? Are you guys literally the only one? I don't know anyone who's doing a Raptors podcast that's from Ottawa. I would love to know them. I'd love to have a conversation with them. I'd love to talk to them about uh, the Raptors. I'd love to have them on our pod. I'd love to be on their pod. Um, It's a very Toronto-centric world, which makes sense because the team exists in Toronto. I do know that there's uh, one that's in Vancouver, uh, I do know that there are some within the GTA, not necessarily Toronto, but, you know, in the Burbs somewhere or even Hamilton. I do know that they exist outside of Toronto. I just don't know of anyone in Ottawa who's doing a Raptors podcast. So if you do find out, and I'll keep doing my searches, but if you do find out, please let me know. Uh, I'd love to be able to talk with them. We don't need to be the only one. Um, We want to see more fans be excited about the Raptors uh, in Ottawa. Sometimes in Ottawa, you see Raptors uh, merchandise, paraphernalia, uh, propaganda within the playoffs, but you don't usually see it during the regular season. I have people all the time uh, downtown you know, when I'm wearing a jersey, say something about my jersey, like positively. Uh, I have a Mopete jersey. I have, uh, which is from 2001. I have a 2018 DeMar DeRozan jersey. And now I have a city edition, Welcome to Toronto 2023 Pascal Siakam jersey. Everyone loves all those jerseys. For a fan who's been around for a few years, when they see any of those jerseys, they're like, damn, that's, those are really cool jerseys. And, and mad love to Zaya, to my friend Kayla, and to an old girlfriend, Mandy, <laughs> in 01, well before I met my wife currently. Um, yeah, well before I met my wife, um, Mandy gave me that 2001 jersey. Anyways, I love connecting with people who love the Raptors who are as passionate or have a passion like Zaya, Courtney, and I do. So anyways, if you know, let me know. Um, This game last night was a game that kind of reminded me of the Tampa Tank years, but more than that reminded me of like the 2012-2013, 20. 13-2014 Raptors. It looks like a team who's 
trying desperately to figure themselves out. It looks like a team of individuals who are desperately trying to make a name for themselves. And that doesn't mean they're egotistical, um, narcissistic. That doesn't mean they're selfish. It just looks like a team that hasn't found that place yet as a group of guys, as individuals. They're getting there. They're trying to get there. They're not there yet. And in a lot of ways as well, it's a team that doesn't have a coach who has got there yet either. You know, it's, it's interesting. Nick Nurse was an assistant coach for a number of years uh, with the Toronto Raptors. I think it was four before he became the head coach. He was a G League coach before that. He was in Europe before that. He's been around, but his first year coaching as a head coach, he got Kawhi. And not only did he have Kawhi, he had Kyle Lowry, Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka. And this was a really smart group of guys. And when you add to that, um, just an ascending star, a shooting star in Pascal Siakam, and a cerebral backup like Fred Van Vliet at the point, and a hardworking, explosive, sometimes streaky shooting guard in Norm Powell, this team just had a great mix for Nick Nurse to work with. If OG had been in the playoffs, let me tell you, give Golden State Kevin Durant because Having OG in 2019, his second season, he was playing very well defensively. He was playing excellent. I'll go toe-to-toe. You give me that rematch. Um, People want to talk about Klay Thompson not being around uh, in the final quarter of game six. We didn't have OG ever (laughs) that playoff run, okay? People want to talk about Kevin Durant not being there. We didn't have OG for one game of that playoffs. Uh, We also had a great vet, good defender, could get hot um, in Danny Green and a good locker room guy. We had a great mix. But in a lot of ways, Nick Nurse was still trying to figure himself out as a coach. And part of figuring yourself out as a coach, part of finding your groove is, is being able to rewrite your story or having different chapters to your to your book. And I realize he's already done a PhD, he already has a book out. But Nick Nurse has a long way to go before he gets to, you know, the Zen master of of um, Phil Jackson, before he gets to Pat Riley Godfather status. Um, you know, before he gets to um Army, Naval Academy, hard nose, but also wine savant, Greg Popovich. He's a long way from there. He's still working on his craft, just like the players are. And so this is a work in progress. And last night, once again, that work in progress hit a bump in the road. And it was ugly, 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 ugly in the fourth quarter to watch this group. I'll tell you who, who's 
a post-game reaction pod I really liked from last night. Better than a lot of big-name guys in the media, especially guys we mentioned on the pod, who we got love for um, in, in Will Liu and in Blake Murphy. We love those guys. But the guy last night that talked succinctly and talked um, holistically about this team, and I have a lot of respect for him even before last night's pod, is Samson Folk. Samson Folk is measured and he's balanced. He's not just going to give you straight stats. He's not just going to give you gameplay. He's going to give you the whole picture. And Samson Folk, guys, if you want to listen to a great post-game analysis, holistically post-game analysis, listen to Samson Folk from Raptors Republic on the Rapcast. He was great last night. He really, really was. Um, This team is in a funky space. And I don't know if you guys love uh, drinking beer or not. But as I drink a burdock beer, uh, cherry bee, you can get at the LCBO. Tasty, tasty treat. Um, But in the beer making world, there's all kinds of different beer. There's your, your typical kind of traditional stuff that people like in Canada who are maybe in their 50s and 60s. Occasionally, I'll like it too. Lagers, pilsners, simple ales. There's that kind of stuff. Then there's the new, trendier stuff. You know, 2010s, we we got a lot of IPAs. Um, I think they beat the horse down pretty well. But IPAs are great. Don't get me wrong. But that trend is over. Then we got into the sours. That was really trendy. Then we got into the low alcoholic beers, um, different different kinds. People got into that. Right now, it's January, and a lot of people have dry January. They're getting into non-alcoholic beers. And you see a lot of that. I saw uh, Rouge River um, from Markham just had theirs. I saw Bellwoods just have uh, theirs. Uh, and I've seen, you know, time and time again, that's another trend. But there's this other beer. It's an older style. The Belgians did it, you know, hundreds of years ago. And you get this in Vermont. You get this in in some of the Ontario brewers who like, who care about funkiness and flavor and all kinds of like mixed fermentation dynamics. Um, but you get this from a traditional way of making beer too, again, from the Belgians. And that's like those fodder beers. That's like the age saison stuff. That's like the barrel stuff. And that stuff takes time. Barrel aged beers, especially the saisons, the fodder ales, the farmhouse ales, those take time to make. And sometimes as they're being made, you know, maybe after six months, the brewmaster will say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out and I'm going to serve it to people, see what they think. Maybe sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's two years they wait, but there's all these different stages that you could serve that style of beer. 
and all kinds of funkiness happens. Some are like really bready. Some are like, like almost mushroomy at times. Um, some have like a, a, a lot of sourness and it's very pungently sour. Um, and then some of them just are really well balanced. These are my favorite types of beers. I love age saison, especially if they're a fodder style, especially if they've got mixed fermentation, especially if they've got, um, they brew with wine skins. I love that stuff. I, I drink it up like crazy. And it often comes out in the fall and then at Christmas, but it can come out any time of year. And it's all over the place. You'll see people's faces when they drink it for the first time or if they've drunk it for the first time in a while, their faces will do all kinds of things. For me, I react with all kinds of sounds because the beer itself is so sing-songy. It's got so many dynamics. Shout out to my man, Shell Wooding, who gave me that phrase, sing-songy. It's got a melody to it. It's hitting highs and lows and making curvatures and overtures. It's, it's all over the place. And it's a great type of beer. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work depending on the brewmaster. It doesn't always work depending on maybe what they've added in terms of the wineskins. Sometimes the type of barrel they're using. And for me... This is where the Raptors are right now. They're in this funky station, a barrel-like station, being processed, being fermented, trying to figure out how to get to that melody. They're not there yet, but they're trying to get to that place. And I would even argue Nick Nurse and this coaching staff, yes, Nate Bort. Nate Bjorkman, who's the consultant, he's been there for a while. Yes, we know our guy who's like a bodyguard, Jamal McGlure, former player, former all-star, Canadian Eastern Commerce. Much love to them. They dominated the 90s basketball. I felt that hard. Um, but they got Earl Watson. This is only a second year. They got the, the gentleman from Australia. This is only a second year. Um, Adrian Griffin is having a bigger voice. You know, and he's working things out. His son's playing in the league. I'm sure he's distracted a little bit. But all of our guys, Fred is in that stage. He's still trying to figure out. Pascal's in that stage, still trying to figure out, even though they're playing at a high level. And the problem is that as coaches are trying to do that, as the players are trying to do that, as you're trying to get the right team, Bobby and Masai are trying to figure out what are those extra ingredients? How much more time can we give to this group of guys? Sometimes on certain nights, it just doesn't work. And one thing Samson Folk said was, listen, this team has had inflated numbers, partly because they've overplayed their starters. They play more than any other group of stars in the league, save maybe Tom Thibodeau's Knicks, right? And things are going well for the Knicks. They have a little more uh, bench than we do, but they also got some younger legs in, in certain areas. Um, but they don't have the same kind of high flyers that other teams do. 
they're really similar. The Knicks are really similar. And the ball's bounced well for them. But they're still a ways away. They're, this is not a team that's coming out of the first round. And the Raptors are in that zone. I watched the Atlanta Hawks the other day. They had a terrible start to the season. DeJounte Murray, and who is a great interview. Ever get a chance to listen to uh, Devante, uh, DeJounte Murray? Get the, uh, take the opportunity. He is a fantastic guy to listen to about basketball. Young guy, just 25, but he sounds like a guy who's like in his early 30s. Fantastic. He's still coming up. But Atlanta's another team. Terrible start. They're trying to figure it out. They're around 500. And this is a team that we were kind of, you know, pinned to. Um, You look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're like us last year. They had a great start to their season like we ended the season. But teams are starting to figure them out. They're young. They get into those kind of clutch situations. It becomes a lot trickier for them. And here's the thing. For the Raptors, the ball's not bouncing well. And they've had those inflated numbers from the start of the season. because, And also because they played their, their, their guys too much. Their starters too much. And they are getting tired. That game against Milwaukee, we should have won. There is no reason why we shouldn't have. But we had no juice, nothing in the tank at the end of the game. Same with last night. There was no reason why the Timberwolves should have beat us. No one on their team was was good enough. No two guys, as good as Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, we just had nothing. At one stage, we had 12 straight misses. And I know Minnesota's cold, but we know the North, right? We were just exhausted. And that's a lot to do with our bench. It's a lot to do with our half-court defense. And I think it's a lot to do with mentally and emotionally. Things just haven't panned out as well as they did last year. And we expected, the players expected, forget the fans, the players, the coaches, Bobby and Masai, they expected more of this team. They expected to be ahead of where they are right now. And the truth is, they're not six or seven or eight games behind where they should be. They're about two or three. And if they had won three more games, like a game last night, they'd be 23 and 23, same as last year. Now, something clicked last year. Something clicked. And the difference between this year and last year is A, expectations. But B, things haven't clicked because a lot of teams in the league have used the type of defense that we have. And so they've figured us out. We haven't adjusted and we haven't dialed some things back to allow our individual defensive talent to shine. And it's tough. It's really, really tough in the NBA where the league is more talented than it's ever been, more skilled than it's ever been, not more athletic, not more desire necessarily, but more talent, more skilled because the global game has got so much better and the competition for those 15 roster spots on 30 teams has just got that much better. 
Now, despite the disaster of a game, a disaster of a fourth that we had, two things I got to say that really stood out. Don't know if you had a chance to watch the game. Um, if you did, um, <laughs> make sure there's a um, that you get a good warning. Actually, I'll give you the warning now. Be warned. It is not easy to watch the fourth quarter. Be warned that the fourth quarter may raise your blood pressure. It may raise your voice. You might not want to watch it with kids around. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But two really positive things happened last night that I want to point out. Because there is a lot of things positive for three and a half quarters about last night's game. Number one, Joe's, Joe Wieskamp, or Wisecamp, however it's pronounced, this guy that is on a second 10-day contract from University of Iowa, played last night. First time he's got minutes for us, real minutes. Our guy shoots four times from downtown. He nails three or four. He's six foot five. He's the taller Matt Thomas. He's from the same state as Nick Nurse as Matt Thomas was. All he's there to do is catch and shoot threes, and he was money. Because he's a little taller, probably a little more athletic, he probably can do a couple more things different. Nick hit him well in the zone, Um, certainly on the first shift that he was in. The other thing that was super positive that I want to point out, Scotty Barnes. Again, you have to be patient. The funk that is player development, this funk station, it's going to have its great moments. It's going to have its great seasons. And then it's going to have other seasons where it's not as good. We saw Pascal start out great. Now he's being overplayed. His legs aren't there when we need them to be in the fourth. Scotty Barnes, though, is freaking tearing it up the last three, four, five games. He's played awesome. It's fantastic to see. Do I want to talk about trades? I really don't. Certainly not about the top five guys. Um, And I don't really want to talk about Precious Achuo being traded or Coloco. I don't really want to talk about trades. We need to get better. We've talked about trades already. We know where our gaps are. We know how they need to be filled. That's up to Bobby and Masai now. For me... As a fan, watching this team, we need to be patient. Because when we get to the end of this season and we've hit the low, difficult moments, the struggle is real, we will get more out of this team. We'll get more out of the coaching staff. And we'll add guys who can be a bigger impact. And we have to take risks to do it financially. And that's okay. But let me remind you that the 2021 Boston Celtics were 36 and 36 in that shortened season. They struggled. Were 500, something like 19 and 19 to start last season. They exploded. Had nothing to do with Udoka. He's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. But now their coach Joe has taken over. And they're playing just as good. I would say even better. They found their groove. This is the best basketball they have played to date. Marcus Smart coming into his late 20s. 
mid-20s, Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum. Robert Williams has just returned. They are looking great. This is a great team, but it took them time. The big question is, are we willing to give this Raptors team time? Are we willing to say sometimes in in the fermentation, sometimes in the funk station, it gets difficult. It doesn't always taste great. And these are the bitter days of the Raptors. These are the sour days of the Raptors. But let me tell you, having watched the 2000 and 2001 playoffs of the Raptors, knowing the 2004 and five seasons, knowing what the 2009 through 12 seasons were like, and even looking back on 2014, 15, 16, 17 playoffs, guys, this team has more talent than those teams did. This is a 2018, 2019, 2020 talent. It just needs time to get better from a thinking standpoint. And that is exciting to me. More exciting than fodder beers or mixed fermentation barrel-age saisons. That's all I got. Love to you guys. Um, Enjoy the weekend. Um, And hopefully we get in the win column real quick for the Raptors. Take a listen to Samson folks um, post game from this game against the Timberwolves, 128-126 loss. And we'll catch up to you soon. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do